It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Dr. C. Robert Jones. Now, well, Obama's in oh, wait, 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 wait. Help yourself. time yet. The world ought to help, but... Uh... <laughs> technical... Oh, wait. Technical difficulties. This is my first show back in nearly a year. 
Uh, this is the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and I'm Dr. C. Robert Jones. The doctor stands for Ph.D., History College of William & Mary. That's me. Hey, look, um, it's been nearly a year since I last broadcast. I took a little bit of time off, uh, had to make some uh, personal changes, and even made a move from my home, uh, my palatial estate in uh, Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia, all the way down to Miami Beach, Florida. Yeah, back home in South Florida where I belong. A lot of you know that I'm originally a native of Chicago, Illinois. I uh, went to school there uh, for high school, joined the Corps, and uh, you know, spent a long time as a, as a Marine and then uh, uh, settled down in, uh, in uh, Virginia and, um, you know, and then moved to Florida and then back to Chicago and then back to Florida again. So here we are. After nearly a year, we are back on the air. I'm going to set things right. My main man, G-Ski, still doing his thing, and GGT183 is still going, and all the other great conservative blog talk hosts are still going strong. So I hope to be able to get back in here and, uh, and join, join in. Wow, there's so much to talk about, so many things going on. I can't wait to, to jump in and, and uh, get back in the groove of things. So please do bear with me because we do have um, – you know, it has been nearly a year, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, getting back into the swing of things. I have not done a test show, so I suppose this will be my test broadcast. So, without further ado, let's take one short break, and we'll get right back. And let me introduce you to the show. I'll play an old um, an old. Uh, uh, Doctor C. Robert Jones uh, promo for you. And we'll set it off right. This one was done by a good friend of mine, uh, put together by a good friend of mine, David Graham, uh, quite some time ago. But it's still relevant, so please do take a listen, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We'll be right back. The vote for Barack Obama was because of Obama's fanatical support of abortion to the point of condoning infanticide. You can't handle the truth. Political correctness gone wild. I hate These aren't really good reasons to suggest that he's scared, only that he's stupid. What is your major malfunction, nub-nuts? You are cock-blocking. You are in the way. <laughs> I'm looking into trying to get a rooster that doesn't crow. Are you going to trust me or your lying eyes? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. You know, I believe in the principle that you pay as you go. Obama was, in the words of Louis Farrakhan, elected before he was elected. There's a rhyme in there somewhere. Why so serious? I laugh out loud with glee. At every opportunity, I'm standing in the grocery line. Ha 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 ha! Oh, hey! I'm uh, doing the laundry. Ha! Oh, I'm walking the dog. <laughs> I was napping. I went. <laughs> And it's all because of the news today. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? This is David Graham of Stay Mad Radio. You're listening to Dr. C. Robert Jones and the Situation Report every weekday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time.
ready or will it be carry HRC or out from Tennessee? You made friends in Washington off the reservation. Why couldn't you just listen to me? the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. It's been a year since I've been, well, nearly a year since I've been on the air. Had some personal things to take care of, done some, made some changes, and now I am back. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it has been a while. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to be back on the air with you guys and and uh, with a lot of um, other great uh, blog talk hosts. Uh, during the during the 2008 presidential campaign, New York Times ran an article on what psychologists call the imposter phenomenon. Now, to measure it, they asked test subjects questions like, at times, I feel my success has been due to some kind of luck, or I can give the impression that I'm more competent than I really am. Now, Although the article had nothing to do with Barack Obama, he would surely have scored off the charts had he answered those questions honestly. He was a reasonably bright guy, but not the brilliant author and savant White House liberals thought him to be. Now, his luck was derived from the fact that he grew up almost exactly as those liberals had, but in the body of a black man. Hearing him, they heard themselves. Seeing him say what he said surprised them, validated them, delighted them with its very whiteness. Although they would be the last to admit it, they suffered conspicuously from what George Bush had called the soft bigotry of low expectations. And quite frankly, I have been a victim and a perpetrator of this very thing my very uh, myself. Oh, I've heard I've heard it all. Oh man, you you, you speak so well. You're so well spoken. You're so articulate. Uh huh. As if these sorts of traits, <laughs> these tools, were some sort of phenomenon when it comes to be, being black. I stand out because. I can speak the Queen's English, and I read a dictionary a little bit. That somehow, in, in the eyes of white liberals, raises me above those of my, my, my so-called peers, other black folks. You know, those folks from the other side of the tracks. You know, those lower middle class black folks who speak... Uh, uh, Ebonics? Somehow I uh, have been elevated uh, throughout my, my career, throughout my, my time as a young adult. I have been elevated simply on the basis of my ability to speak the English language and appear, simply appear competent. Now, it didn't hurt me that I am and was competent at the time, but the perception that I was a lot smarter based on the fact that I spoke well and looked reasonably, you know, reasonably attractive. I spoke well. I used a couple of $2 words every now and then. 
And somehow, white liberals got the impression or took it upon themselves to judge me as being far more competent, almost, almost on par with your average white guy. And I will be the first to tell you that I benefited from that tremendously throughout my career. So when I, when I hear that Barack Obama has uh, he's been judged to be this brilliant man, He's the smartest guy in the room. Oh, he's so articulate. I've heard that all before. And I'm here to tell you, folks, I'm just your average guy. Average intellect. At best. But I have taken advantage of the perception that I'm a lot smarter than I am. And the same thing goes for Barack Obama. So I don't fault him for it. The thing is... There are those folks out there who actually believe that this guy is brilliant, that he's some sort of a genius, that he's a savant, that he's the smartest guy in the room. Early in the presidential campaign, the first presidential campaign, Barack Obama's first presidential campaign, I listened to an interview on the radio station on on some, uh, I think it was Hannity. No, no, no. It wasn't Hannity, but I, I, I can't recall the exact the exact station where a black man was being interviewed who stated emphatically that Barack Obama's IQ was off the charts. He, he simply said, well, he, he, he's the most brilliant man I've ever met. His IQ is off the charts. Well, the interviewer put the man on the spot, called him out and asked, well, what is Barack Obama's IQ? Well, well, the author of the statement that Barack Obama's IQ is off the charts was forced to answer honestly that he had no idea what Barack Obama's IQ was. But that, they're, they're, that's just an example. He's being built up to be something he is absolutely not, and it's been proven over the course of of his tenure as president, that he is incompetent at best. No, at best, at worst, he's incompetent. At best, he simply doesn't really want to do this job. And so he doesn't really put a lot of effort into it. He's good with the celebrity of it all, hanging out with, you know, Jay-Z and Kanye West and all those folks going on The Tonight Show every now and then riding around in Air Force One, eating all the best foods, chilling. Recently, he was said to remark one of the coolest things about being president is he could pick up the phone and call anybody and they'll answer. You know, that kind of thing. Something that George Bush and Ronald Reagan would never say, even though they knew it to be true. Because the president's not really all about that. And it's really, it was really never about them specifically. It was about the American people and the country. But Barack Obama seems to think it's all about him. Quote, I can pick up the phone and call anybody around the world, and they'll answer. End quote. Wow. Dude. (laughs) I don't even know what to say anymore. Now, throughout Obama's ascendancy, throughout his ascendancy, Obama had to fake something else besides competence, namely a belief in America. Now, this trumpery was on full display during his serious speech when, with modest effort and risk, we can stop children from being gassed to death. No, quote, quote, when, with modest effort and risk, we can stop children from being gassed to death, and therefore make our own children safer over the long run, I believe we should act, end quote. Obama said this at the conclusion of his disjointed speech on September 10th. That's what makes, quote, that's what makes America different. That's what makes us exceptional, end quote. Exceptional. 
That's the first time he's used that because over the course of his his tenure as president, he has downplayed American exceptionalism to the point of non-existence. Exceptional. As Russia's Vladimir Putin promptly made clear in a taunting New York Times post-op, Obama did not believe in American exceptionalism any more than he did. Indeed, Putin's old KGB pals had been working to undermine that belief since the agency's creation. Obama's rise was in no small part a testament to the KGB's success. Yeah, you heard it. From his childhood on, Obama had been learning that just about the only thing exceptional about America was Barack Hussein Obama. In Hawaii, his communist mentor, Frank Marshall Davis, reinforced his mother's casual anti-Americanism. Quote, you're not going to college to get educated. You're going there to get trained, end quote. Davis reportedly told this to Obama. They'll train you so good, you'll start believing what they tell you about equal opportunity and the American way and all that shit, end quote. That's from Frank Marshall Davis's own lips. Obama drank deeply from Davis's well. In his acclaimed 1995 memoir, Dreams of My Father, Obama described the Americanization of Hawaii in Marxist terms as an ugly conquest. Missionaries brought crippling diseases. American companies carved up the rich volcanic soil and worked their indentured laborers of, laborers of color from sunup to sundown or some sunset, end quote. I'm sorry, I should have put that in its proper quoting context. One hates or dislikes when folks go uh, quote, unquote. They, they, and then they, they, say what the, they say what the quote is, and then they go quote, unquote, which makes no sense to me because they're not actually quoting anything if they're doing the quote, unquote, without putting the quote then saying what the quote is, and then ending the quote with, end quote. But, hey, I'm picky like that. After hitting the mainland, Obama surrounded himself with Davis's spiritual heirs. He said, in dreams of my father, I chose my friends carefully. The more politically active black students, the foreign students, the Chicanos, the Marxist professors, and structural feminist and punk rock performance poets. Damn. With his new friends, damn, with his new friends, Obama discussed neocolonialism, Eurocentrism, and patriarchy. A couple of those things, I don't even know what they are. And flaunted his alienation. Dr. John Drew, his has confirmed that Obama, the Obama that he met at Occidental College, was a Marxist planning for a communist-style revolution. Now, one could reasonably say that Obama, well, he kind of grew out of that. He realized that this sort of thing wouldn't work, and, you know, he was youthful exuberance. He was idealistic. You know, he probably thought that way at the time, but as he matured, he grew to, you know, understand that that's not the way the world works. An argument could be made for that by somebody, but not me. I tend to believe that Obama is what he was at Occidental. Still, he simply understands that he has to go about things in a little bit more of a subtle manner. He has to do what I've described in previous blog talk shows, which is to boil the pot slowly. I gave the analogy quite a few times of putting a pot of water on a stove, cold water, then putting a couple of frogs in that water, and just turning up the heat ever so slightly every now and then until the frogs are tits up. They're dead. They're boiled. They don't even know what happened. They're not even trying to get out of the water. Because it all just came on so slowly. Until suddenly, boom, they're dead. 
That's what the Obama administration is doing to America right now. That's what liberals are doing to America right now. Don't ask, don't tell has turned into what? Full-blown, go ahead and ask and I'll tell. You know, that's a perfect example of what we're talking about here. They started with don't ask, don't tell. Harmless enough. Right? And now, gays in the military. It's, it's, it's all open. They're doing everything but dressing in drag right now. You know? So, that's just a, a microcosm of what we're talking about here. It's the slow radicalization of this country. And it didn't start with Obama. But he sure is taking it up a notch, isn't he? It's true. In April of 2009, in Strasbourg, France, in response to a question about America's role in the world, Obama let that worldview slip through. He said, and I quote, I believe in American exceptionalism, just as I suspect that the Brits believe in British exceptionalism. And the Greeks believe in Greek exceptionalism. End quote. In other words, he did not believe in American exceptionalism at all. Because if everybody's exceptional, then nobody is. It's just logic. In the last few months, the world has seen what happens when an intellectual lightweight with no fixed principles beyond the vegetable Marxism of his youth, faces off against an unscrupulous post-Marxist survivor like Putin. For those paying attention, it was not hard to predict. Putin got the better of that deal every single time. In 1975, when Obama was goofing off through his freshman year at an elite Hawaiian prep school, 22-year-old Putin joined the KGB. The opportunistic Putin stayed with the, quote, organs, end quote, until 1991, when he schemed his way out of the abortive KGB-backed psychist against Mikhail, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Quote, as soon as the coup began, end quote, Putin later said, I immediately decided which side I was on, end quote. That same year, Obama, in his own words, quote, someone who has undoubtedly benefited from affirmative action programs during his academic year, career, end quote, secured an an unearned birth in the Ivy League Columbia College. How did he do that? How did he get into Columbia College? How did he get into Harvard? Dude was a marginal student at best at Occidental. Doesn't it give one pause for thought? How did he do that? Think about that for a minute. How did he do that? So many unanswered questions. Will they ever be answered? Will we ever truly know what's going on with this guy why how when and where I suspect at some point in the near future we will well we're going to take a short break we'll be right back you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report the call in number is 347-884-8500 Dr. C. Robert Jones, and we'll be back. This audience, remember a movie, start Lee Marvin. It was titled The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And the theme song, the title tune, was sung by Gene Pitney. Also had a big hit in 1968 called She's a Heartbreaker. That's not this. This is white comedian Paul Shanklin. And the man who shot Osama bin Laden. Barack Obama came to town. Bin Laden, he just laughed. 
he laughed. Cause Barry said he'd close Gitmo and choose another path. But the point of a gun was the only law the terrorists understood when it came to shooting straight and fast. Barry was no good. From out of the left, he brought his friends the law books in their hands and plans. They said, let's take him to New York and put him on the stand. But the point of a gun was the only law that Ben Laden understood. When the final showdown came at last, a law book was no good. Many times Bambi cut and run, many times he would stall. But the man who shot Osama Ben Laden, I shot Osama Ben Laden. He was the bravest of them all. The love of a job will make a man do what he should have done. At least once. Just trying to be re-elected in a few short months. And the point of a gun was the only law that Ben Laden understood. When it came to finding him at last. Waterboarding work. Many times Bambi cut and run. Many times he would stop. But the man who shot Osama Bin Laden. I shot Osama Bin Laden. He was the bravest of them all. The man who shot Osama Bin Laden. He shot Osama Bin Laden. Beside that soldier you look small. Hey, 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 that's not fair. I sent him and watched from my corner of the situation room. I had to stay up late and make decisions on a weekend. And I didn't get a fruit cup. Somebody promised me a fruit cup. In the movie, you remember, it was John Wayne who shot Liberty Valance. Anybody remember who played Liberty Valance? You didn't see the movie, Don? It was. That's exactly right, Jack. Palance played Liberty Valance. Way to go, Mamone. Jimmy Stewart thought... Uh, many people thought Jimmy Stewart shot Liberty Valance, but it wasn't. It was uh, John Wayne. Gene Pitney tune there, immortalized uh, by uh, white comedian Paul Shanklin. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones situation report. Now, it was not Jack Palance who was Liberty Valance. My main man, Rush Limbaugh, was wrong, and I called his show and set him straight, which, quite frankly, he does not like. It was Lee Marvin who was Liberty Valance. Jack Palance was in the movie Shane. And for that brief 10 or 12 minutes that Jack Palance was in the movie Shane, he received an Oscar nomination for playing that part. If you have not seen the movie Shane, watch it. Now, I will occasionally turn on the movie Shane, put it on Netflix or, you know, the Blu-ray I got over here. I'll put it on, forward it, just to the parts where Jack Palance is in the scenes. Wow. Wow. He was, he made that movie. There was nobody else in that movie besides Jack Palance, and he was only in the movie for a total of about 12 minutes. An Oscar nomination for 12 minutes of footage. You got to see it. <laughs> Yeah, but it was an easy mistake and a very rare one for my main man, Rush Limbaugh, to make. Lee Marvin played a very good and, well, he played a good, dastardly, evildoer in The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Was pretty good. Pretty good. Anyway, let's get on back with the rest of the show. The caller number is 347-884-8500. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Now, 
we were talking about folks who appear to be more competent than they really are. As I stated earlier in the program, I have been a victim of the, and a perpetrator of this very perception. So in this regard, I do not fault Obama for it. I have always felt guilty when about the, the idea that there were folks out there who thought I was or am a lot smarter than I know that I am, a lot more competent that I know that I am, who've given me a lot more credit for a lot more things simply based on my appearance and the fact that I'm able to speak the English language well. Now, nothing more exemplifies that than my time as a United States Marine. Those of, those of us who are Marines know this. Fully 50% of everything that you do, that we do as Marines, is based on our appearance. The uniform, the way the uniform fits, the way we look in the uniform. You can get away with much more and get by and advance higher and faster based on the way you look. In that uniform, and I'm here to tell you that's exactly true without any, without any exaggeration. Many a Marine corporal has advanced to sergeant simply based on the fact that he'll walk into a promotion board and he will look squared away to the max. Throw in the fact that said Marine may be able to speak well and have a few facts under his belt current events, political and otherwise, plays a great part in our promotion process. And if you're able to bullshit your way through that process and look like a poster boy Marine, a poster Marine, you're, you're in. You're in like Flynn. No doubt. So the whole idea of Mr. Obama looking the part, slim, Where's the nice suit, reasonably attractive, with those, even with those big Dumbo ears, and the fact that he speaks well, I get it. I get it, and I see it. You can't slick a can of oil. And I am that can of oil. I see it. I've been there. No, I'm not on a level with the President of the United States. No, but I have seen how, I see how he gets away with certain things uh, an awful lot, simply based on the fact of the perception that he is a lot more competent than he is. Dude is downright incompetent. And folks turn blinders to it. I know a lot of people who think this guy's a genius and brilliant, and they can't even tell you why. They'll say he's president. Well, why do you think he's so smart? Where, where, where do you get this idea that he's, well, he wouldn't be, pre- oh, come on. So then all the times that folks were saying that George Bush, who was a C, borderline B average throughout his college years, by the way, George Bush had no problem releasing his college records. He was called dumb, stupid, and idiot. All kinds of names. So-called friend of mine on Facebook published a, uh, a rebuke of those of us who have current military service personnel and retired, but with emphasis on current military personnel who have bashed the president, who have said disparaging things about him, stating that we're still under the auspices of the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice, and that we're subject to court-martial and other punishments for openly, openly criticizing the President of the United States. Wow. But this same individual who is retired from the military has no problem, had taken no, no problems criticizing 
Ronald Reagan with disparaging remarks and both Bushes. No problem at all. But when it comes to Barack Obama, all hands are off. If a black person has anything to say about Barack Obama that's not how that doesn't have anything something to do with how brilliant he is and what a genius he is and he's how godlike he is and how Lincoln-esque he is and all the FDR and all that. If you got anything to say other than those things, then you're a racist if you're white. Or you're a sellout and an Oreo if you're black, which I've found particularly interesting given the fact that Barack Obama is half white. He's more of an Oreo than anybody, if anybody's going to use that disparaging term. Never mind that Barack Obama never suffered. I mean, you've got, you've got folks who, who are here, black folks, who are here in the United States who have a history of having ancestors who suffered through slavery. Now, it is a fact that Barack Obama's dad never, he he doesn't have a lineage of being owned by slaves. He doesn't have ancestors or relatives who were owned by slaves here in America. Now, some folks might have been brought from Kenya who are very distant relatives of his, but he doesn't have a direct link like, say, I do and many other blacks to uh, slave masters. You know, his name's Obama. That goes all the way back to Kenya. My name's Jones. Apparently there was some Joneses back there that owned, you know, my ancestors, and now my name's Jones. It's not Obama. But all that aside, perhaps I'm just jumping all over the place here and there and not really making any sense, but I think a lot of you understand where I'm going with this and what I'm trying to say. Barack Hussein Obama is a fraud. He's buck naked. The emperor has no clothes. He's not what you think he is. Holger's in the house. Has a great radio broadcast here on Blog Talk Radio. Holger says in the chat room, hilarious. Obama tells Americans if the website doesn't work, just use 800, the 800 number, which sends you back to the failed website. Holger is speaking of... <laughs> Obamacare's um, flawed uh, uh, release. Did, I mean, come on. You, you had to be able to predict this. Let's go ahead and change the subject. You had to be able to predict this. It's run by the United States government. I have told folks over and over again, the government does not do anything right. If you want your health care run by the United States government or having them having anything to do with it, pause for a minute. Take a couple of hours out of your day and go visit the closest VA hospital and just kind of walk around. Just stand around for a few minutes. Or better still, ask, ask an employee, somebody who works there, a question. Or attempt to. It's like the post office, only it's a hospital. They don't they don't want to be bothered with you. You're a nuisance. You're interrupting their day by showing up at the post office asking for stamps. You're interrupting a nurse, a doctor. You're interrupting the day of the folks who take your medical information. You're in the way. They can't go to lunch now. They can't go on a break. They can't take a smoke break. Because you're there wanting to get your health care situated. The government is running the health care system now. And they put up a website that makes absolutely no sense. And this is just the beginning, folks. This is just the beginning. Okay, you're in a lot of trouble. You are in a lot of trouble. You're done. You can kiss grandma goodbye, too. Granddad, you're all done. Unless you're rich, like me, you're done. 
because I don't need the government health care. I can go out and pay the guy to come to my house. I can pay a doctor to come here to my house. I can pay under the table. I don't even need I, – I, I, I visited a VA hospital once. That was enough for me, Heinz VA Hospital in Chicago. Never again. Never again. You know, they told me I, – I forgot what they told me was wrong with me, but it, it turned out not to be the case at all. I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was hepatitis or hepatitis C or 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 something to do with my lungs and they gave me a lot of pills and stuff. I I decided to visit an actual doctor. I was on my wife's uh, health care plan, United Healthcare, and I I visited a, a like a real doctor. And the doctor could find none of that. He sent me for tests after tests after tests and he he says, I don't know what those folks at the VA hospital were telling you and why you're taking all these pills, but you're as healthy as a horse. I was like, oh, my goodness. No, no, hepatitis C, no, 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 you're, 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 you're good to go. I, that was the last time I, I visited a VA hospital. I'm done. And so now, now, the government is fully implementing Obamacare. And now, oh, if you like your doctor, you can keep him? Nope. That's out. You believe that clown when he said that? He said it too. First of all, your first clue should have been he said it like five or 6,000 times. And when a politician says, I'm going to make this promise and keep it, you can kiss your ass goodbye then. If you like your doctor, you can keep him. Nope. You're done. You're done. So those of you who have been kissing Barack Obama's butt and talking about how brilliant he is and Nancy Pelosi and all those guys and all those folks, all those politicians clapping because Obamacare has been signed into law. The Affordable Care Act is signed into law. Now, millions of uninsured folks are going to have health care. Nope. Uh-uh. So what's hopeful is that it collapses under its own weight and it's thrown out because we had the chance if we had elected Romney to just get it, wipe it off the books. But I guess, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. His wonders to behold. So perhaps what's happening here is we're going to get what we ask for. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to get Obamacare. It's, 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 it's here now. You asked for it. You voted this guy into office again. We could have wiped the slate clean. Romney vowed to... Dismantle Obamacare, we would have been done with it, but no. You wanted this. You got it. You got it. And what's going to happen is it's either we're either going to get a Republican president in a couple of years, and he's going to dismantle this mess, or we're going to be stuck with it, like we're stuck with the post office and the VA and all these other government agencies that simply don't work. And take up a lot of our tax dollars for nothing. No, never mind all these doctors who are saying that they're going to go into early retirement and all the med students were switching over to biochemistry and other things like that so that they can actually make some money and live high on the hog, which is what their goal was from the beginning. That whole thing about I want to heal people and I want to make the world a better place, blah, 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 blah. No, the big house, the fancy car, the beautiful trophy wife. That's why folks go to law school and med school. And now, yeah, we're going to probably need a whole lot more, many, a um, whole lot more lawyers, and we're going to wind up with a whole, a lot fewer doctors. And it's all due to the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. We're done. 
Now, Flycatch is in the room. Good to see you, Fly. It's been a while. Flycatch, I'm just getting the gist of what he's writing in the chat room. How can we tell the intelligence of Obama when his educational records are sealed? Before receiving a medical attention, doctors will demand the deductible be paid first. Yes. Well, the thing is, as I explained earlier in the program, Flycatch, is that perception is reality. Unfortunately so. I myself have been a victim of this perception and a perpetrator and a benefit from it. Listen to the way that I speak English. For some people, just, just some, I am deemed to be intelligent based on the fact that I can string a few sentences together coherently and use words like coherent and leap. Hell, I threw out the word telephonic the other day, and I got some oohs and ahs. Telephonic and telephonically. Yeah, a word that's been around for the last, what, 100 years or so? But the perception that I'm a lot smarter than I am is based on what? The way that I speak. People judge you by the words you use and how you speak. Never mind that, you know... You could be as dumb as a box of rocks or, or, or average intelligence, but be able to speak the English language. Hell, a parrot can throw out a few words. Does that make him intelligent? Or is he simply parroting what he heard? Barack Obama uses a teleprompter before he mounts his wife at night, probably with the words, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, do it like this, do it like that. So he'll know what to say. And he probably uses those words convincingly as they're scrolling up above the bedpost while he's on top of Michelle. Picture that, if you will. And he's looking at the teleprompter while he is doing his wife. And he knows exactly what to say. And Michelle's probably loving it because he sounds so convincing. The perception. Why do you think the guy uses a teleprompter for almost every occasion. And why when he doesn't use the teleprompter, he sounds like a complete ass, a moron, and he says the stupidest things. Remember when Bibi Netanyahu uh, made a speech before the joint, a joint session of Congress a couple of years ago? He spoke for about 45 minutes. He had, about, he had a stack of 3 by 5 cards, nothing more. Did not use a teleprompter, spoke for 45 minutes, mesmerized that joint session of Congress. He did not look down at the cards. He did not have a speech in front of him. He simply spoke from the heart using his brain. Now, that's a man to be admired. Intelligence. Contrast Barack Obama with Bibi Netanyahu in his speech. Barack Obama would be looking from the left and then looking to the right, and then looking to the left, and hope if the, if the teleprompter craps out, he's done. No. He, what we've seen here is a carefully crafted effort from somewhere, some shadowy group, to make it appear that Obama is competent, at the least a genius, at, at, at most. But the guy, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there right here and now. I've been there. I've been judged to be a lot smarter than I am, simply because I can speak English without the occasional ebonics thrown in. Oh yeah, if I got if, if if I've got to, you know, go out to the hood, I can blend in if I need to. Yeah. But if I'm going downtown Miami and I'm going to do some banking business, <laughs> I'm speaking English, baby, all the way. And I'm throwing out some serious verbiage. I'm enumerating. 
and I'm going to get what I want because it's going to be judged that I'm at the very least competent. Oh, and he, a black man who speaks English, who can throw the words out there? Wow, he, he must be college educated. He, he must be pretty smart. He's a black man. He speaks English. I've been there. Barack Obama is not a phenomenon. It's called white guilt. And it's actually quite racist when a white person judges you based on the fact that you're both black and you speak English well. Oh, my. Wow. So this is what gives Barack Obama his edge. He doesn't speak like Jesse Jackson, which would turn a lot of folks off. He doesn't speak like that. Those, the other, you know, those other folks. You know who I'm talking about. The way they do. It's a perception. <laughs> yeah, Holger writes in the chat room. He and he, he's clean too. <laughs> he's articulate and he's clean. Well, <laughs> okay, all right. So. But that's what we got going on with Mr. Obama. So when Putin shot Obama's balloon down over Syria, no one should have been surprised. As America first learned at Benghazi, you can fake your way through college, fake your way through the Senate, even fake your way through the presidency. But you can't fake your way through a civil war in the Middle East. Barack Obama has shown us, folks, time and time again that he is lazy and incompetent. Yeah, lazy and incompetent. He does not want to do this job. He enjoys all the perks of the job, but he doesn't want to do it. He's kind of like I was as a 17, 18-year-old Marine. I enjoyed being a Marine. I enjoyed wearing the uniform. I enjoyed walking down the street in my uniform and people saying, wow, there's a Marine. This guy's a Marine. Man, he must be tough. He must be dangerous. He must be deadly. He's a Marine. Yeah, I was an infantry Marine in 03, in 0311. Basic rifleman as a young Marine. But that's all I was. Because I held the title Marine and I walked around in uniform, I was just to be so much more deadly and dangerous than I ever could be in real life. Come on. Now, eventually, I got there. But at first, I didn't even want to be an infantry marine. I was too lazy. I wanted to, I tried to get my MOS changed to supply, logistics, uh, embarkation. I was looking for MOS changes all over the place. But no, no, but now walking down the street in that uniform, oh man, look at that marine. What a, he's a Marine. Come on. Come on, man. Now, eventually, I became what I wanted to be, a real Marine. But the perception was there early on that I was somehow far more deadly and serious than I was in real life, simply because I wore the uniform and I held the title. Barack Obama is president of the United States. He wears the uniform. He has the title. But he doesn't want it. He's not a real president. He's not a real American. He's just some dude who's enjoying the perks of the job. Obviously, he doesn't want to work. Obviously, he doesn't want to get down and dirty and do the job. He's not into it. And America suffers for it. We're suffering because this guy is incompetent to do his job. We are suffering as a result, and it's really quite sad. So, tonight, I want to say, as it relates to Obamacare and this president, we got what we deserved. There's no way this guy should have been reelected. And we're going to have to suffer a little bit and learn our lesson, and never again. Or at least not for a while, because we did the Jimmy Carter thing, didn't we? And I would have presumed that we learned our lesson after that. 
But we got Ronald Reagan after that, didn't we? And then we got a little bit of Bush. And then we got Clinton for eight. And then we got eight of, of Bush. So hopefully we'll, the cycle will continue. And we'll get, some more, we'll get some conservative life and blood back in and we'll get this country moving in the right direction. Other than that, hey, there's nothing more I can say about it. But anyway, thanks for welcoming me back, welcoming me back to Blog Talk Radio after nearly a year's absence. I do appreciate it. Thanks for coming in, Holger. I so appreciate it. Flycatch coming in. Oh, my goodness. All my friends. Uh, Evil Clown, Casanova Frankenstein, Alexander Solo, Net King, Republican Marine, The Binary Prince, all of you guys and all of you guys who are listening. We're going to download the show a little bit later. Thank you so much for listening to my show tonight. It's great to be back. And we'll do another show tomorrow. We'll be here Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America. Thanks for being with me tonight. We are out of here. Yes, we are. Good night, folks. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.